You're listening to The Synchron Show, episode number 57. In this episode, I'm speaking to Colin Boyd on how to sell in an engaging way from the stage. Welcome to The Synchron Show. I'm your host, Synchron, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Colin Boyd, who is a certified professional speaker and performance coach. He helps business owners communicate their ideas in a way that is engaging and helps them sell their product or service from any stage or platform. You'll find links to Colin Boyd and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 57. I am very excited to be here with Colin Boyd who I did not know until I joined James Wetmore Inner Circle Mastermind and heard about this amazing presenter from Australia who now has decided to move to America. Thank you for being on the show, Colin. Thanks so much, Sigrid. It's great to be on the Sigrun show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and being one of the first hundred. <laughs> ah, very good. Very good. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So first I had no idea. What does this man do? You know, when we met first at the retreat and we had some mastermind calls, I was still kind of figure out what you do. And then you were talking in one of the breaks to one of our mastermind buddies about how they could sell from stage. And I was like, wow, I need to tap your brain and share that with my audience. So before we do that, can you go back and say, how come you are doing this or teaching this or coaching this? I think for me, uh, it all started out with realizing the power of communicating on any stage. I know for me, you know, I started out in corporate and I was first of all in marketing and it was not the right type of marketing for me. It was like, it was really technical marketing and I just, I just didn't do well in it. And then I had this one opportunity where I got to speak at a conference for the company I was working for. And all of a sudden, I started getting attention at work. Like people started going, wow, you're doing an amazing job. And I knew I wasn't doing an amazing job at the time, right? And this is, this is, I'm fresh out of uni, wet behind the ears. But because I spoke well on stage, they were like, people were like, wow, let's like, let's bring in Colin. And then I realized that obviously I needed to be good at what I did, but I realized the, I realized the power of getting up on a stage and presenting in this amazing halo effects effect that is created. And so from there, I kind of got obsessed around how do you communicate more effectively on stage? And, and I went through and I, I actually got into training and development. So learning and development for a large corporation. And I was sitting there one day and my manager put this orange envelope on my desk and she kind of looked me in the eyes and she said, Colin, we need to have a conversation. And what had happened was the entire department was being made redundant, like the whole department. And she was like, you don't have a job anymore. You've got like three months and you're going to have to get a job. And I was like, wow, what do I do? And at the time I was studying life coaching. I was being trained to be an accredited coach. 
And so I just decided to start my own coaching business. And because of my background in training, it just kind of really quickly grew into a training role and to speaking. And I remember my first ever free presentation I gave, it was probably, it was about 135 people or so in the audience. And it was a a free presentation that had been referred from a friend to another friend and then to me, so you can imagine it's a it's a really high quality lead, like no one wants it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and suddenly yeah, you were there. <laughs> and suddenly I'm yeah, there, suddenly- right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I did the presentation. And at the end, I gave an offer. I said, you know, hey, if you would like to do some work with me, just put your details in the back. It's just a really simple offer to just get really just some leads. I wasn't selling anything. And we got, it was like 90% of the people in the audience gave me their details. And so instantly I had a database in my business and this was before I had any paid work. I think I had one coaching client at the time. And then two days later, I had a call from Hewlett Packard and this executive called me up and he said, Colin, we would I really love the way you, what you shared about the other day. And what I'd love you to do is we've got a training coming up and I was just wondering, you know, whether you would be open to presenting there. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. Let me check my diary, see if I'm, I've got anything booked. And I'm like, I've got nothing on. Definitely. I'm definitely available. And then he's like, how much, how much are you? Like how much for the training? And I, and I gave him a price. And then right at the end, I said, oh, I said, oh, sorry, I forgot to ask how many people are going to be at this training. And he said, oh, there's probably going to be about 5,000 people. <laughs> I remember thinking, did he just say 5,000 people? <laughs> I was like, my mind was blown. I started going like, you know, crazy mind where you go, oh my gosh, like this is way too big. This is going to be horrible. I'm going to fail, all that sort of stuff. And then the second thought after that was I definitely didn't charge enough. It works out to about half a cent per person. Uh, But it was my first gig, my first paid gig. It went really well. They've been a client for like almost eight years now. I did a global training for them the other day. And I think from there, I I, I just realized the power of presenting on stage And so got obsessed around how do you actually do this well? And it's gone into selling on stage and so forth. But really the foundation of it is how do you connect with your audience? How do you engage and so forth? Does that make sense? It sounds like you have some magic recipe or, you know, is it it something you can teach? Because obviously it comes very natural to you. And I don't think this comes naturally to everybody. And we would love to hear what is the magic formula for being engaging on stage and ultimately selling you know if you're an entrepreneur that wants to do a life event you want to present something at the life event where where do you start yeah well i definitely think everyone can get a lot better at it and i I agree i think there are some people who are naturally bent towards it like they're naturally gifted in that area just like there's some people who are naturally gifted you know might be in a technical area or naturally gifted in strategic area So there's definitely a natural gifting thing, but I've seen over working with thousands of people, amazing improvements. And I've also seen real, real, I guess like transformations happen in people where I think one of the biggest transformations that people realize is when they, they make a mental shift of realizing that their presentation really has nothing to do with them. And so often people come into their presentation and they think I'm presenting me, I'm presenting my content, I'm presenting and it's all about it's all about me, it's about I. And people kind of get that it needs to be about the audience, 
but I don't think it isn't until they truly get that it's about the audience that their their communication goes to a whole new level. I was coaching a woman the other day and, and she had uh, she was doing a presentation at a conference and she hired me to coach her to present. We started off with her presentation. She was presenting like a case study. And I looked at her presentation. I said, what, what's this presentation about? And she said, oh, it's about the organization that I work with and, I, and I'm running. And she said, it's about me presenting my stuff. And I said, well, it's actually got nothing to do with that. And she's like looking at me going, what are you talking about? I said, well, look, like you read all of this. Yeah, that's great about you, but I don't care. The audience is not going to care. And then after the second session, she came back and right at the top of her Word document was, this speech has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it was like written in bold uh. capitals. And it was like she got it and she got some amazing feedback from the conference. And But I think when you make that mental shift and there's a whole ladder that I take people through that I'm happy to share of this like the mental journey that you can go on from really being focused on yourself all the way through to being focused on the ultimate purpose and, and others and this process that you go on. So I think the first of all, the foundation is realizing that your presentation has nothing to do with you, right? And so mm. we can get into nitty gritties, but that's a mental shift that if you don't make, you really won't get it. Mm. So is it more about you thinking what is... The journey that they go on, that's one of the advice I got when I did my TEDx talk was that you take the audience on a journey. So even if I'm telling a story, at the same time, they're thinking about themselves. A hundred percent. And I mean, when you learn about storytelling, you realize that no one is listening to your story. They're listening to their own story in their own head. And they're, they're making the attachments like mentally, emotionally to their own world and, and creating meaning throughout the whole presentation. So, so often I'll, I'll, when I'm teaching presentation skills, I'll tell a story and then I'll, and I'll ask like who here was thinking about an experience in your life that related to that story I told about. And like probably most of them will put up their hand and then I'll say, so you're not listening to my story. <laughs> and they all kind of laugh, but it's like they get it because no one cares about your story. And like, <laughs> this is one of the big shifts you got to realize is that no one cares about your stories when you're on stage. No one cares about your content. All they care about is what it means for them. And so if you take that mindset of how do I design this so that they go on that journey and that they create meaning for themselves, then that's I think that's the foundation of doing well in any sort of selling or presenting or any sort of communication aspect. Mm. So you talked about there are some... Once you've gotten that, there are some stages you take through. Can you quickly describe those stages? Yeah, well, um, there's a particular like process that I like to start as a foundation. Is it right if I take you through that? Yeah. Yeah, so this is really the mental journey that you need to go on as a speaker, as a presenter, whether you're presenting on stage to sell or it doesn't matter. And so basically it is the first foundation of it is, is when people focus on themselves. And that's when you come into a presentation, you're asking yourself like, what will they think of me? Will I be good enough? Will I be credible? And so forth. And what, it, what ends up happening is you go into a state of fear and you, you get anxious. And what actually happens is in the audience, I don't know if you have you ever been watching a presenter or a speaker and they're really nervous. How do you feel for them? I get nervous. <laughs> you get nervous, right? <laughs> it's yes. so true. And so, what, what, did, what happens in the audience is I call it concern. Like, they're concerned for you. They're like, oh my gosh, I hope this person makes it through You because you feel their energy, right? And so, that is the, that's like the lowest level. The next level 
is where people, they just focus on intuition. And that's a big movement at the moment, you know, like focus on your intuition, which, which I fully get, but it's untrained intuition. And so what I mean by that is you've had no sort of training around how to structure something or how to, you know, how to present it in a more elegant, sophisticated manner. And it's just, you just get up and just whatever comes out, comes out. Like imagine you just got up with your TED talk, you hadn't practiced and you just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go and just wing it on the day. And it might've gone okay, but it may not have as well. It's like that kind of 50-50 thing. And so what happens is in you, you get confused and it leaves the audience in indecision. And so if you aren't prepared enough or aren't trained enough in communication skills, then you'll get up, you'll get confused quickly and you'll leave the audience in indecision. And that's not what you want in, especially when you're selling, right? Because selling is all about decision. And so that's the second level. The third level is where you, you understand structure. And that's really kind of where I start whenever I'm teaching people is, is understanding the structure and the flow of, of a presentation. And so when you understand structure, you get, you get clarity and the audience sees you as someone who's credible because it's like, that makes sense. It's like left brain makes sense. I can see how this person's tracking. There's like a credibility that goes with it. That's the third level. The fourth level is the skill. And so the skill is the, it's like the art, the, the sophistication. It's the storytelling, the metaphors that you weave in. It's the how you join each sections and so forth. So learning the skill kind of brings that magical element to it. And what happens there is you start feeling really confident because you know how to tell your stories. You know how to not only structure it, but engage them and ask questions. And then ultimately what will happen in them is that they will be, they'll be engaged. And so they'll be, you know, leaning in. The fifth level is where you focus on others. And so that's when you, that's that, the shift that I told you about, which is like you realize your speech doesn't have anything to do with you, has to do with others. And what you feel is compassion. And so when you're focused on others, you have a deep compassion and empathy. You know, this with, with selling, if you don't understand your customer well, if you don't have empathy for your customer, you're not going to be able to sell well. And so it's getting into the psychology, the empathy, Understanding what are the challenges, the fears, the, the aspirations and so forth of your customer. And what happens there is people get connection when you're focused on others. And the highest level is what I call purpose. And the purpose level is where you realize your speech or your presentation has nothing to do with you. And it even has nothing to do with them. It actually has everything to do with the ultimate purpose of the greater message, the greater purpose of your life and their life. In fact, that when you get this, you will feel more congruent selling on stage because so often if people go into selling on stage and they make it about themselves, it's like, I'm trying to get money. And they don't realize that when they sell, they're selling a, a product or a concept or a service that will help their audience to do more with their lives. And you realize that's the purpose. You know, maybe it's to help them to create more freedom in their business, to help them to create more freedom in their life so that they have more choices, so they can send their kids to the schools that they want, so that they can have the type of freedom to go to a beautiful hotel with their husband or their, their wife and experience, you know, some of the finer things in life. And so when you realize purpose, you realize your speech has nothing to do with you or even them. And it's about purpose. And at that level, what happens in you is conviction. And it's like, there's this level of conviction that comes about you. And do you know what people buy is they buy, they buy the conviction. They buy the certainty. 
And because they've got enough flipping uncertainty themselves, they don't need more uncertainty from from you, like from us, the seller. They want conviction. And so when they buy into that, you know, you look at some of the great speakers of our time, like like a Nelson Mandela or, you know, even like a Barack Obama when he did his initial speech or even, you know, you look at Donald Trump, you know, we put aside any sort of politics. You just look at the conviction that they have and people buy into the conviction because they've got all this uncertainty in the world and they buy into the conviction. And so on that level, that is where you get real ultimate influence is where you see the purpose, you feel the conviction and people buy into that. So that's the journey. Um, that I take people on from self, intuition, and then you go into structure, and then skill, and then others, and then purpose. That's the flow. Wow. Does that make sense? That's absolutely, and it's fascinating to get it so laid out, and you realize when it has worked well, at least if I look at myself, and when it hasn't worked well. It's exactly when you have followed that path, even it unknowingly. You know, it's when you're absolutely this conviction of you have created a product that will help them realize their dreams. And then it's not selling anymore. It's contribution. It's giving it. It's living with purpose. So how do you take that onto the stage? Okay, this is we're we're imagining someone is there at their life event and, you know, you're getting nervous. Now it's coming to the part where you make your offer. You have uh, followed Colin's advice. You have really done your presentation, prepared and everything. And now still you get sweaty uh, palms and you think, now I come into the selling part. How does that work? How does that work? (laughs) Well, first of all, you got to (laughs) breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you've definitely got to breathe. And and. You know, I think 80% of, of being in a good mental state is breath. And so like that that deep breathing in your belly, like breathing through your nose and allowing your belly to go out uh, and then kind of go in, that is definitely crucial, especially at that point, because you usually feel a bit more tension when you come into the selling piece. Yeah. And so when you, f- first of all, tension is normal. So you have to get used to the tension. And so whenever I'm working with people, I really encourage them to practice the back end and the front end of their presentations like 25 times. The middle doesn't matter so much. Like you always just make your way through the middle. But the first three minutes and the last like three to four minutes, depending on how, how long you're selling for, you've got to practice that. And even imagine the tension, like feel the tension prior. So you actually almost get attuned to it. You get used to it. And so, uh, first of all, breathe. I think if you've done your job at the front end, you know, you've connected with them. uh, You've basically taught them what they should buy. One of my really good friends, Taki Moore, he says, teach them what to want. And so through the process is really what you're doing is just teaching them what they should want at the end. And so the journey of the presentation is like, because it's a different thinking when it comes to selling as opposed to giving like a TED talk to what you did. So with a, with a TED talk, it's, yeah, it is about, it's about journey and, and it's not necessarily about them, you know, buying into a product, but it's kind of buying into an idea. But when you're selling a service or a, or a product at the end, you know, you're really going for, you're going for money or you're going for, or leads or something like that. And so when it comes down to it, 
you have to throughout the whole process, I guess, seed that these are the things that you should be wanting or looking into throughout, you know, if you want to move forward in this. And then right at the end, you go, and that is what I offer in the present, in the workshop or in the training or in the whatever you're going to sell. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a natural path in your presentation, so to speak. It's yeah, there's not, congruency. It doesn't come from left or right. It's a natural uh, next step in your presentation, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't feel like a, um, like a bolt-on. It just feels like, a oh, yeah, right. That makes sense. I, I hear and I understand why I need those things. And then you offer them at the end in a way that's easy to get, easy to buy and so forth. And then they can jump on board and make a decision. Do you always have like a special offer so that they have to take a decision right away? And would you say that's only available at the event? And, yeah, and I really like, like special offers, special offers of the day. Yeah. I usually say I, I always like to give a special offer for the day to honor you guys of be, for being here. And I think when you come from that place of like, I genuinely feel like, you know, I'm honoring them being there. I'm giving them a special offer and it's a genuine special offer. Yeah, I always give them a special offer. And so, I mean, if you, you've obviously read or heard of Robert Cialdini with his book of influence, it's really there's the foundation of, of all communication that's influential. It's such a crucial book. If you haven't read it, definitely read it for the listeners. You know, he talks about like scarcity. And so scarcity is such a huge factor. No one's going to make a decision if they don't have scarcity, if they don't have a time limit. And so I would say for me, uh, you know, at a live event, 95% of my sales will come, you know, on that day. I might have a trickle one or two days later and people will be like desperate to get in going, oh, I didn't have it on the day or I got the form and then I lost it and so forth. But most e-sales are going to come within that that scarcity offer 95% of the time. Wow. Now we have a recipe for selling and uh, <laughs> I feel like you want to try it out. So you coached or consulted two of our members in the mastermind and they had amazing results and these women had never presented at a live event before. And I don't know how much money they made, 200,000 or something <laughs> in that ballpark range, some crazy number. And you literally changed their lives, but also the lives of the people who uh, bought that service or product. Do you feel like this applies also to webinars or any kind of other presentations? Absolutely. Any like for me, a stage is anything where you're presenting ideas. It could be a podcast, could be a webinar. So absolutely, I think that you can apply these ideas. I mean, I love live. I think nothing sells sells like live. In terms of you know conversion, depending on what I'm selling, usually you know it'll be around the thirty percent to forty percent in a live audience. It can be up to like eighty percent. I've had 80% of an audience take up an offer, depending on how good the offer is and depending on how relevant the offer is for them. And so, but with the webinars, you're usually going to get lower lower numbers, lower percentages, but obviously you get more reach and so forth. And so, yeah, it's kind of like a trade-off, but absolutely short answer is yes. Yeah, I think it works in any any setting. Yeah. So are you doing a live event anytime soon or you're more focused on webinars right now? Yeah, I'm more focused on webinars at the moment, but I really want to, I mean, we've just moved, you mentioned we just moved to Los Angeles. So I haven't actually set up any live stuff yet, but I love live. Like I, I feel like I just come alive when I'm live. And so I'll definitely be setting up something soon. So how do people connect with you if they want to find out more about Colin and, and maybe, you know, even see how they can, you know, reach out to you? What is the best way? We'll put it in the show notes, of course. Yeah, I mean, if you just go to colinboy.co, 
If you want to see one of my trainings, actually, um, you can go to colinboyd.co forward slash PPW, Persuasive Presentation Webinar. And so you can actually, uh, that's where I unpack a whole bunch of ideas and so forth around how to present persuasively. So I've got one of those coming up soon. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Colin, for being on the Sigrun Show. And I cannot wait. We're going to meet each other again in November at our next Inner Circle Retreat. And I'm so excited to see, you know, what's going to take off for you in America. You, as you said, you just moved. I can totally envision that few years from now, I will say to someone, I know Colin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already saying I know you. So uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you again, Colin, for being on the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 57. There, you'll also find links to Colin Boyd and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.